The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. How could heaven be better than this? Oh my gosh, this is so free. This is life. Jordan Turpin. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Get In, Loser. We're starting a podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, back again. True crime back to back, baby. What the hell's going on with us? We're not trying true crime anytime soon. Oh yeah, we're, we're changing our name. Get In, Loser. We're doing true crime. True crime only. True crime all the time. 100%. You heard it here first. Nah, I, I think I might have a special episode next week, but I'm not for sure yet. <laughs> Drew has a special episode, which means we're going to talk 40 minutes about a subject, and then he's going to run out of things to say. Just like last week. That's okay, though. No, no, we didn't really run out of stuff. We're just more of a... We came up with crazy scenarios with the situation last week. Yeah. That's Speaking kind of-, of crazy scenarios, we got a wild one for you guys this week, man. Surprise. You know... I uh, I heard about this case through uh, TikTok, funny enough. Crazy. Of all places you could hear about something like this from, I heard it from there, actually, and I looked it up. And I've been telling Drew for weeks, I'm like, man, I want to talk about this. This shit looks insane. The more I dig into it, it looks, you know, it's wild. Like, it's just something we definitely got to talk about. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a pretty good one. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. But, you know, like we always do with every episode... We're going to open up this little bit of space here at the beginning just to, you know, throw a couple things around real quick, a couple thoughts and shit before we jump into serious shit. So, Drew, is there anything you want to mention this week? Um, Yeah, we're not, the Bills are not in the playoffs. I w- like, okay, you didn't have to start with a gut punch, but all right, let's get into it. Um, Dude, th- they really got to change the overtime rules. I'm just saying, I'm not Bills, yeah, because from Bills friend, but in general, we got to change the overtime rules in general. Even even Andy Reid said that it probably would be more fair if both teams got to play. Oh, dude, Andy Reid was faces red in the mouth. I'll tell you one thing for sure. I don't care what nobody says, especially after this game, no one will ever be able to tell me otherwise. Josh Allen's the fucking guy who's getting us a Super Bowl, guaranteed. I'll do with the next couple of years. Guaranteed that dude is getting us a Super Bowl. But anyway, Sean. We're we're jumping. That's like another subject. But today's episode is about this Chubon uh, Chupin. I literally just told you what the name was forty five seconds ago, man. I can, you know, and you I, forgot it already. Yeah, but yeah. Let's Listen, get... can you calm down? It's my episode. All right. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's my episode. Calm down over there. Anyways, guys, like Drew said, we'll jump into it. We want to. We're already a little bit behind. Drew, Sean, we're already starting a little late. So uh yeah, this week we're taught we're discussing the Turpin case. And uh if you're not familiar with that, uh the Turpin case concerned the male treatment of children and dependent adults by their parents David and Louise Turpin of Paris, California, United States. Uh the ages of the victim ranged of the ages of the thirteen victims ranged from two years old to twenty nine. 
at the time of their rescue, which was on uh, January 14th, 2018, when one of the children escaped from the Turpin house and called the local police, who then raided the residence and discovered disturbing evidence. Given the number of dependents involved, the degree of abuse and the protracted nature occurring over decades, the story garnered significant national and in International interest in the press, experts in family abuse considered the case to be extraordinary for a number of reasons. So, I mean, yeah, there you go. This is, you know, this is what we're going to be talking about this week. We'll get in a... What the fuck is that? Dude, I don't know. Dude, this suit is honest, motherfucker. We'll uh, we'll get into uh, a little more of the greedy details along the way, but I just wanted to give you guys a little, you know, refresher or a little... You know, a little information about what exactly we're going to be covering. Uh, so, yeah, basically, uh, these two people, David and Louise, these parents who are fucked up, and they look like circus freaks. No offense to circus freaks. <laughs> Dude, no, the sir. mom looks like she died 40 years ago and is, like, somehow still alive. You know, you know the dad looks like uh, the bad guy from uh, Shrek, Lord Falkwa. Ford Farquad, <laughs> he looks like a mix between Lord Farquad and Coconut Head from Ned's Declassified. Same haircut and everything as Coconut Head. Coconut uh, Head. Interesting fact about his haircut: he had the same haircut when he was in high school. Of course he did. Why is that not surprising? But uh, yeah, this case it spanned from 1988 to 2018. Uh, yeah, and at the time of their arrest and the rescue of the children, their oldest child was 29 years old but one of the craziest things about it is because of the conditions that they lived in when they got to the house when they discovered this kid who was 29 they thought she was only like 13 14 because she had stopped growing she was caked in dirt you know i mean she barely had a vocabulary i don't think any of them could really even speak any words because they had like no vocabulary so i mean these kids weren't just like this wasn't just your run-of-the-mill, like, disciplining your kid, locking him in his room and shit. This was like, they would starve these kids, you know, to the point where they would they stopped growing. So, like, a lot of them were, were so, you know what I mean? Like, like they said, they their 29-year-old looked like she was 13 because she was so small when they found her. It's fucking wild, dude. But, uh, yeah, these people are fucked, uh... They, uh, both of them, the mom and the dad, they both got life in prison with the possibility of parole after 25 years, which me and you were just talking about before this happened, that, uh, it's, I think it's a fucking, I think it's a bullshit verdict, honestly. I don't think either one of them should ever see the light of day or they should be murdered. Actually, I mean, I don't condone this kind of shit, but I think both of them should be killed in prison, honestly. Like, not even, like... I want him, like, shanked to death. I don't want him to, like, a quick death. I want him shanked to death. Because that's what they deserve, because they're fucking scummy. But, yeah, they had they had 13 kids. Uh, at the time of their rescue, they ranged from, what was it, like, 2 to 29, right? 2 to 29, something like that? Yeah, 2 or 3 to 29 years old. But uh, I looked it up. There's not much information known about the kids. I mean, a couple of them you can, uh, you know, learn a little bit about, but there's not a lot of information about a lot of them because, you know, a lot of them chose to not 
tell that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Plus, I think it's just for the safety of them because of how, like, malnourished they were and how shitty they were treated that a lot of them don't have, like, the motor skills or, like, social skills that a lot of us would have at this age. But uh, before we get into any of that, we're going to, you know, we're going to give you a little rundown of the parents shit like that. So, Drew, you want to start? We're talking about the pops. Yeah, the the pops. Let me get, let me get, let me get back to my notes real quick. The pops was uh, born October seventeenth, sixteen sixty. Holy, nineteen sixty one. He was a former computer engineer who graduated from Virginia Tech, who had worked for Lockheed, 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 Marin, and Northrop Gunman or Gunman. Northrop Grumman. Go, um, what what Sean said. Uh. Yeah, this dude was kind of smart when he was going to school in uh, Princeton, West Virginia. That's where both Louise and him met. Louise was 16 and Dave was 23. Her parents did not want personal charges on him for... I mean, not to offend anybody that lives out there, but around that kind of area, I feel like that kind of shit's not as frowned upon as it should be. At least not back then. I'm sure back then it wasn't that big of a deal, you know what I mean? I'm sure a lot of them, a lot of kids back then were probably doing a lot of that shit, and it just, you know, it was kind of normal back then, I would assume. I mean, obviously, I don't know. I'm, that was way before I was even born. I was still swimming around my dad's nutsack at that time. <laughs> but, yeah, like Drew said, they they met in West Virginia at Princeton High School. Uh, the couple married in Parisburg, Virginia in 1985, like when Drew said, like, when Dave was 23 and Louise was 16. Uh, they were both Pentecostal Christians, which... You know what was a Pentecostal Christian? Jim Jones, just saying. <laughs> As part of their belief, the couple had numerous children because God called on them to do so. I mean, that's a red flag right there, okay? Nothing against people who believe in the big guy. Got nothing against that. If that's what you choose to believe, that's what you choose to believe. No, no, You know what I mean? I don't care. Either way. But if you, you meet two people, say you're at a grocery store and you just bump into two people you start having casual conversation, and you're like, hey, why'd you have 13 kids? And they're like, hey, well, because God told us we had to have these many kids. You fucking turn around and you go on about your day and you never talk to those people again because they are nut jobs. Yeah, but back in the Pentecostals, like back in the day, like, I'm not our grandparents, but our great grandparents used to pop up like nine kids, and that was the thing because they didn't believe in no birth control or no anything like that. Yeah, well, our grandparents weren't doing it because they they assumed God told them to do it. These people were doing it because they said God called on them to do that, which is you know that's just fucked. Uh, but yeah, they produced ten daughters and three sons between 1988 and 2015. Uh, despite their socially conservative beliefs, the couple engaged in swinging. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to take your name in vain or anything, but holy shit. <laughs> who is, who in their right mind is going to swing with this couple? With the coconut head and, uh, with fucking mummy mom, dude. Mummy mom. <laughs> mummy mother over here and coconut head senior are having swinging relationships with who? Fucking Jim Jones? Wouldn't surprise me, honestly. <laughs> Jim Jones was in California at one point. Wouldn't surprise me, man. Yo, uh, Jim Jones died before 
Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sorry guys. Um, I want some new meds are fucking me up. Sean, uh, do you want me to tell about Lu- Luis's little background story? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Luis Anna Turp- Turpin. Turpin. I'm gonna fuck this bitch's name all day. Uh, she was born May 24th, 1964. Her zodiac sign is maybe a Gemini, but because of course Gemini's are. Don't know if you're going to hit the good side or the bad side. Drew, let me stop you right there. Just a little sidebar. If you ever, ever say anything pertaining to Zodiac sign ever got on this podcast, I will murder you in cold blood. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, but, uh, she's one of six uh, six uh, siblings, a daughter of a preacher. Oh, of course, that explains it. Then here, here, like... Uh, Luis's life was seen a fair share of trauma and uh, stuff because, uh, like, her, her parents used to send her to her, grandpa- her grandfather's house, and her, gra- her grandfather did uh, sexual things to the kids. That's that why, doesn't surprise me. That, that's why she's. That's why she's all the. Uh, I think she's the head. I think she's the head leader of these. Uh, the situation. Oh, well, I mean, not that it excuses it at all or anything, but in a lot of these cases like that. You know, they, uh, usually in a lot of stuff like this, when you, when you, uh, what was I trying to say? I was saying something, though. I can't remember what it was. It was about, um, most of these cases happen. Oh, yeah, like, in a lot of these cases, when shit like this happens, when you dig into the parents' background, almost nine times out of ten, they've been sexually abused in some way. <laughs> or abused, or just abused in general. Like Jim Jones. Which I'm not trying to say that excuses it, but, you know, monsters breed other monsters, you know what I mean? Like, if you're beating your kid, like, severely, your kid's gonna grow up to beat his kid severely, you know what I mean? I mean, everybody's, obviously, everybody's got a choice when they become a parent that they don't have to follow in the footsteps of, they don't have to do it the way their parents did it, but, I mean, you know, it becomes a lot harder if you're, if your parents are beating the shit out of you as a kid. A lot of times you're going to grow up and you're going to beat the shit out of your kids just because that's what you know. But, you know, there's that doesn't excuse it at all. You're still a piece of shit for it, but I'm oh, just saying. I'm, I'm definitely, uh, yeah, uh, Louise, she fell in love with uh, David uh, at, a, at the age of 15. They ran off together. Um, when, they, when they finally came back, the parents didn't want to press no charges. And um, her sister, like like I was watching this video earlier today, John, uh, her sister and her brother, they look kind of look normal compared to her. Like, oh, if it's if it's not Louise's way, it's her way or the highway kind of situation. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't surprise me either, to be honest. I mean, I'm just looking up shit about this lady, and she's pretty fucked. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, so yeah, there you go. There's uh, you know, it's David and Louise. Got right, something uh, else over there? Yeah. Uh, uh, of course, she was married to David Allen, uh, the print, the principal of a private Sandcastle Day School. The they both had, of course, thirteen kids together between the ages of two and twenty nine. The couple here. Here's a quick interesting fact about them. The couple filed bankruptcy in California in 2011, and a court documented that 
that they owe between a hundred thousand to five hundred and five hundred thousand dollars in debt. She's the older sister of uh, Elizabeth Jane Fowler or something. That's her mother. Mm. That's just crazy. That much in the debt. Yeah, that's fucked, dude. Um, and plus, Dave was like an engineer. Dude, engineers can make that good money right there. Yes, I mean it's not like these, not like these parents, you know. I mean, they had a choice, you know. What I mean, especially the dad, he could have just not been a piece of shit, and he would have probably had a decent life, you know. What I mean, he's a computer engineer; they got to make good money. Oh, dude. So, I mean, if he just chose not to be a piece of shit, he would have probably had a good life, and these kids probably would have had a decent life. But you know, I mean, in a lot of cases, like I've said a lot on this, like I'm pretty sure I covered on it in the Altimo Sanchez episode. That, uh, you know, sometimes people are just born. They just got this shit in them. You know what I mean? There's nothing you can do about it. You can raise these kids to be perfect and they're still just going to do it because a lot of them just are born with, they're just born with something in them that just, you know, makes them a piece of shit, kind of. What do you got over there? What are you making that face? Holy fuck. <laughs> this is about the uh, case itself. We're going to be talking later in the episode. Uh, of course, the 17-year-old daughter escaped from the house and the uh, one hundred block of Moon Moon Woods World, and called no one to report to, to report her twelve her twelve brothers and sisters were being held captured by their parents. She also I, I'll get you some of their some of her siblings her some of her siblings 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 were bounded padlocked and chained to the beds. I mean, you. I, I just looked at some pictures of what the house looked like on the inside. Oh yeah, it's fucking the, disgusting. Are you some of the Fort, the one in Fort Worth, Texas? Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, disgusting. The, the the when the people bought the house, when they did the closure in the house, and the people bought, it, was like, oh, we thought it was animals. Yeah, it's disgusting. Dude. And the next house, like a neighboring town. Yeah, when that their final house they lived in, dude. They they the cops said when they walked in, it smelled like human feces. Because sometimes they would deprive their kids of using the bathroom, so they'd have to fucking shit and piss right there. Right where they stand, dude. Just, just imagine, just imagine if if your mom tell you 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 can't go out and just lock you up. It's like here's your bucket of piss. Like, dude, hearing this case makes me realize that like all the times my mom, my parents grounded me as a kid was fucking nothing. That was a that was a cake ride compared to this, dude. Like I couldn't even imagine. But like if I was living like that, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, listen, man. Anybody who knows me knows I fucking like to eat, bro. Okay. So if I'm living in a house that tells me I can't eat. <sighs> I'm a cry every day. But you know what I'm surprised about in this whole situation? I'm surprised none of the kids almost fist fight each other. Well, a lot of them probably didn't even have the strength to do it. They're all fucking tiny. They're so tiny. I mean, they literally stopped. Their 29 year old looked like she was 10 because she'd stopped growing because she was so malnourished. She she only got. They had to live off bologna and peanut butter sandwiches. That was it. Uh, Bologna and peanut butter? Yeah, that's it. Speaking of that, real side note, you remember back in high, back in the school days when they used to give us PB&J sandwiches and for some reason they put cheese in there? Like, yeah. Why did they do that? Dude, they put cheese in yours? Yeah, they used, to, I, well, they used to wrap it up with the bread. There'd be a piece of cheese in there, too. Oh, like, this, why? This, the cheese is supposed to be for, uh, it's like a, a, a dairy. That's fucking stupid. Nobody eats cheese, just but, um, regular. Before, but the, like, um, when I was watching the video on YouTube, um, they used to go on family vacations. They just put a scene on people, but behind the doors, 
Yeah, I mean, if you look at their house, where the house where they that got raided when they found the kids, you look at that the outside of the house. The outside of the house looks immaculate. It looks like a fucking normal house. And then you go inside. There's fucking shit and piss stains everywhere. You know, every all the walls and shit are caked with dirt. But you know, let's let's uh, before we get too deep into anything else, let's talk a little bit about like their about like their home situations and shit like that. So, uh, a Turpin family lived in Fort Worth, Texas, until 1999, when they moved to a neighboring city of Rio Vista. Uh, in 2007, the Turpin children or the Turpin parents moved ten of their children into an isolated trailer on their property. David and Louise took the two youngest and left the rest of the children to fend for themselves, bringing groceries on a weekly basis but not enough to feed everybody. Jordan Turpin, that's the one who escaped and got help for her siblings, uh, who was six years old at the time, stated there was a lot of starving and she had resorted to eating ketchup or mustard or ice. Like, that's all she'd live off was squirts of ketchup and mustard or just pieces of ice. Like, can you imagine that? Dude, I don't like mustard by itself. I, like, I don't like mustard by itself. Like, we're talking to two motherfucking guys right here who can't even go to a 7-Eleven without buying something to snack on. That's how fat we are. <laughs> yo, yo, how about today, like, we bought a drumstick. You throw yours out, I eat mine, and he he yelled at me for not pulling the curtain around the uh, damn. Yeah, dude, just, when you unpeel, you're supposed to keep the curtain there. It's part of the rule. Man, I never knew that. I was, well, now I was, you know. I was never unfortunate like this. Well, now you know. Listen, after the family left the Rio Vista property in 2010, that's what Drew was just saying, neighbors found feces and beds with rope tied to them inside the house along with dead cats and piles of garbage. This was actually one of the things that I read. Was that when they raided the house, the final house they lived in, when they raided that, they found dead animals all over the house because they would have these animals and they would just die and then they would never throw them out. They would keep them in the house. Can you imagine, like, can you just imagine what that house had to fucking smell like, dude? Can you imagine that? Bro, just thinking about it makes me want to throw up. Uh, Then in uh, 2014, the Turpins moved to Paris, California. I'm pretty sure this is where that this is the house they got raided. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is the place. Yeah. Uh, neighbors reported that the children were silent unless spoken to, like children whose only defense was to be invisible, would skip rather than walk and appeared to ma- appeared malnourished and pale. Uh, one of Louise's sisters later said that David and Louise refused to let her see the children, and another sister had said. She had been concerned about the children's weight, but Louise, Louise's aunt said the family pictures posted on Facebook made her think that they were one big happy family. So, I mean, yeah, they were... So that's the thing, is like... Obviously, there was people in their family, like... And, you know, outside of that household that were reaching out that were worried about these kids. But the problem with that is none of them... It never went farther than that. They would reach out saying that they were worried, and then the parents would say something back, and they would just back off. It never went any farther. I guarantee if these parents would have, if these people would have pushed, kept pushing the issue, we, those kids probably would have gotten out of there sooner. But I mean, that's not to put any blame on anybody. I'm just saying, you know, if you're ever in this situation, don't just brush it off. Push the issue. Do you know what I mean? Mention it as many times as you have to, because you never know what's actually happening. And, you know, like me and Drew were saying, they were perceiving it like they're one giant happy family. You know what I mean? I'm sure they had ways of, 
Uh, I'm sure they had ways of like selling it, like you know what I mean, like staging it, like they were all happy and shit. You know what I mean? They probably like bribed the kids, like, hey, you know, I'll give you extra sandwich this week or something if you take this picture and make people think you're happy here. You know what I mean? I mean, it's pretty fucked up. These kids went through hell, man. I don't know how they spent. I don't know how they did it. Uh. Um, their children did not spend all of their time in captivity. Uh, photos emerged of the parents and all 13 children visiting Disneyland in nearby Anaheim. The boys and girls were dressed in matching t-shirts. Dave and Louise had an affinity for Disney and for the park. Oh, boy. The vanity plates on the couple's two cars were D-Land and D-Land forever. That right there, we gotta, we gotta stop. That right there, talk about, break that down a little bit, because, <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm, you know, I don't want to say too much bad stuff about Disney, because I know they're a conglomerate, and they could have me murdered. To the Lord, Disney's, we're sorry for what we want to say for next segment. But, there's a lot of conspiracy theories that involve Disney as a whole, for like a lot of shit. Like Pizzagate, the Epstein Islands, all that. Disney's all involved, they Disney's name or people from Disney have shown up in those conspiracy theories a thousand times. So, I mean, it honestly would not surprise me if they were involved in it somehow. I mean, obviously, that's just speculation. I got no proof. I'm just saying their names have been linked to a lot of big time conspiracies before. Oh, dude. Are we talking about a future conspiracy episode on Disney? Maybe. Maybe. There's a lot of there's a lot of conspiracies just in general of shit that has happened at Disney. Or involving Disney. Like, there's huge conspiracies. We, we, we're not shit. going to say it. Let's just... That might be our two-parter episode. Might be. Hey, y'all, you want to hear us do a Disney conspiracy or D- history of Disney? That might be our first uh, part series we're going to do. Why do you always got to do that? Why can't we ever just talk about anything? You always got to turn everything into something. Like and just what? have a conversation about it? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, I just wanted to say that 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 uh, you know that Disney's name does show up in a lot of big time conspiracies. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they had their hands in something else. But like I said, it's all speculation. None of it can be proven, obviously. Which is why our old counterpart Mike never believes in any of it because there's no proof. But I mean, if there is proof, then it wouldn't continue happening. So, but anyways, I just wanted to take that little. You know, want to do a little sidebar real quick. Talk about that. Uh, also, at the time of their release, or at the time of their capture, or their arrest, sorry, uh, David and Louise had planned moving the family to Oklahoma. Sorry again. Uh, but Jordan Turpin overheard her parents speaking about the move and decided it was time to call the police. So. No, but... um. I was I was uh, I was reading uh, the older kids. They had like little group meetings when the parents probably went to sleep. They probably talked in little groups. They had the plans for two years. Yeah, I know. That's why Jordan. But that's that's why Jordan acted so fast on it when she did is because she she had overheard her parents saying that they were going to move them to Oklahoma, and she knew that this was you know this is a better this was as good as chance as any. Man, I swear, I swear, to God, I just want to go to the jail one time to see this guy, punch him right in his face, and leave. All right. 
He looked, I like to knock he, his ass out. Yo, too, he, he he looks like he, he he looks like my fist could make his face whole. One of the most fucked up parts about it for me is that like the parents when the cops showed up at the door, like the mom was legitimately like confused as to why they were there. Like she wasn't pretending like she was confused that like she legitimately legitimately did not understand why the cops were there. That's the most fucked up part to me. That's what makes me think that the father was the mastermind behind it all that like he it was like a it was like a Stockholm kind of syndrome Stockholm syndrome kind of thing where like she had he had convinced her so much that it was a normal thing that when the cops showed up to tell them that was wrong she didn't understand but well, I mean she could just be a really good fucking actor too who knows because she she's the one that if it's if it's not her way it's the highway that her, according to her sister said yeah but that doesn't always mean you know what I mean? That doesn't always. That doesn't exactly mean that. Oh, she's gonna be. I mean, it could have just been both sides. It could have been both of them that were. You know what I mean? That there was no real mastermind. Like it was a. It was like a tag team thing between the two of them. There's not always a. You know, an alpha and omega in every situation. You know what I mean? It could have just been that both of them were just fucked up in the head, and they just. That's how they chose to treat their kids. But I mean, if you look up the picture. There's a picture out there. If you look up the picture of when the cops showed up at their door, you could see both of them were genuinely confused as why cops were there. Like they did not understand. They gen- they honestly didn't. It, it, <laughs> I mean, yes, it's easy to fake a face like that, but if you really look at their faces, I don't think they. I think in their mind, they genuinely thought what they were doing was okay. Because I mean, if you look up that photo, you can tell that they. Like, they answer the door, and the mom's standing there. She's visibly confused. Like, she doesn't understand why what they're doing is wrong. Which makes it even more fucked up, in my opinion. Oh, fuck it. Uh, uh, damn. Like, I'm, 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 still, I'm still wondering, because of Dave. He had an engineer job that paid six figures. Dude, I'll be honest, Sean. Do you wish you, wish you had a job that paid Hell uh, yeah. six figures? Like, 110 Hundred ten thousand a Hell year. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure out did did uh did she convince him to quit the job and or do something else? I know he came a principal. Uh well I know I know one of the things that I found while I was looking up when I was researching this case was that uh um a couple years after I think like a year after or so after the arrest, the uh, two of the girls, Jordan and one of her sisters, they did a, uh, they did like a, you know, like one of them Di- Diane Sawyer interviews, and they talked to them about it, and she told them that, um, uh, where was it? Oh, she would tell them that her their parents would like quote. Like scriptures of the Bible, they would use the Bible to justify what they had been doing. They said uh, that they believed that the parents believed that God would allow them to kill their own children. So I mean, this was like in their mind, it was like religiously motivated. Like they believed that God wanted them to do this, and that that's why they could get away with it. Which I mean, it's fucked up, but I don't want to go too deep into that aspect of it because religion is just a 
very slippery slope that I do not want to go down anytime <laughs> soon. No, I, I do. I could talk so much about the, the history of religion, but nah, it's not worth it. They would also. Uh, she said that they love to point out things in Dio Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, or something like that. I don't. I can't fucking say it. It's a big ass word. But they would say things like, uh, we have the right to do this to you. They even had the right to kill us if we didn't listen. Uh, um, Upon being rescued, the children were taken into social services custody in a bid to acclimatize them to everyday life for a normal American child. A lot of them... After being rescued, a lot of the younger ones were st- were put back into the system, which is, I read, one of the articles I read was that they were saying that a lot of them, a lot of those kids went back into the system and continued to get abused in the system. Because obviously I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to preach to you guys about it because I don't know personally. But I mean, from a lot of things that I've read, social services systems in some states and shit are not very good. Oh, definitely not. I've heard I've heard many horror stories from, you know, child care systems of how ch- children get lost in the system and how they get treated like garbage. You know, what I mean, me and Drew knew a kid growing up, in back in our old Boy Scout troop that was a foster kid, and now I'm almost positive he's dead now. Dead or we don't know yet. I mean, I'm not blaming that on him being a foster kid, but I know he didn't have it easy growing up. You know, what I mean, I know he was with a very strict family. Um. Yeah, Jennifer and Jordan said their mom will buy children's clothes, games, and toys, but hoard them. Yeah, they weren't allowed to have anything. No, they couldn't have nothing. They couldn't have toys. They couldn't have nothing. They couldn't. They couldn't eat. They're only able to shower. I think like once, maybe like maybe like every year, or every two years, once a year. Yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> when they found these kids, they look like Pigpen from Charlie Brown. They're literally caked in dirt. Like, it's fucked up, dude. So, can you go a whole year without taking a shower? No way. I can't even go three days without taking a shower. I can't even go a day without taking a shower. It drives me nuts. Man, you usually go weeks. I know. A day. I know. Uh, like Drew said, I, Drew said a little bit about it earlier, about, you know, um Jordan. That was a 17-year-old at the time. She was the one that escaped, but she had been planning... They escape with her siblings. She, uh, but, uh, by 2018, the Turpin children had been planning to escape their parents for more than two years. And on January 14, 2018, two of the girls left the house through a window. The younger girl, age 13, became frightened and turned back. But Jordan, then 17, got some distance away and called 911 on a deactivated cell phone she had brought with her. In the 911 call, she told the dispatcher that she she and her siblings uh, were being abused by their parents and that conditions were so bad, sometimes she could barely breathe. When the first police officer arrived, Jordan showed him photos of conditions inside the house. Uh, that's when deputies of the Riverside County Sheriff's Department raided the house, stating they were there for a welfare check. Louise and David answered the door. 
The sheriff's department said that Louise was perplexed. Yeah, perplexed. And perplexed. It's a fancy word for confused. Uh, 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 what's going on, officer? I'm very perplexed. I'm very perplexed. Sorry for the West Virginia accent. That didn't even sound like a West Virginia accent. It sounded like a British accent. Oh, because I was watching too much British comedy. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. Uh, Louise was perplexed as to why they were at the residence. Uh, all right. This is where it gets a little rough to read. Uh, inside, they encountered a house reeking of human excrement, decaying garbage, dead pets, and molding food with every surface covered in trash. Sorry. Sorry. Give me a heebie-jeebies. Uh, later, they found... The other, the other 12 children, one had been shackled to a bed for weeks, and it appeared that two others had been shackled until just before officers arrived. Uh, children were found with bruises on their arms, appearing frail and caked with dirt. The children were so malnourished that the deputies thought they were all under 18 years old, when in fact seven were over 18. The others, the house contained hundreds of journals written by, chi- by the children about their lives. So I mean, even though these kids were planning on getting or planning on trying to run away from their parents, I'm sure a lot of them at some point didn't think they were ever going to get away. So a lot of them would start writing these journals, and they would start writing notes, like saying, "Like help me," you know what I mean, just case. And the off chance that someone would ever actually get them, that I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that uh, as tough as it is to even say this, I'm sure that a lot of those kids believe that they were going to die in that house. I, I'm sure for a fact a lot of them thought they I'm, weren't going to make it out of I'm, life. I can imagine that. I can't even imagine, like, being that, like... Like, in all honesty, like, no shit. I got to commend Jordan, man, for what you did, because no lie, I don't think I'd be able to do that, honestly. I'll, I'll like, take my head off for this moment to, for, to commend what she did. I, I call that bravery. That's bravery 100%. I couldn't... I mean, I know her parents aren't like serial killers or anything, but that's that's still that's borderline serial killer. Right there. That's that's still that's that's something worth talk worth mentioning, man. Being being that young, and you know, realizing that you're the only hope for your your siblings and being able to do that that's that's some real shit, right the, there. Um, the the twenty nine year old, the oldest, only weighed eighty two pounds. Yeah, that's fucked. I was going I was going to make a joke and I told Sean about it. I was like, Nah, don't say it. I'm not going to say it. If you weren't going to say a joke, then why would you even mention that you were going to say a joke? Oh. Uh. Exactly. You got to work on your skill. We got to take you to a class for podcasting for stuff not to even mention. But anyways, yes, let's, uh, I just want to talk about a couple little things, a couple of informations that I found of stuff that I thought was wild. Uh, when Jordan escaped... She said that she didn't even know which side of the road we were supposed to walk on. So she was walking right in the middle of the street because she didn't know what a sidewalk was. That's how much she was that's how much they kept her in the house. That she didn't even fucking know what a sidewalk was, dude. What the fuck? Yeah, and she called it out there because it was beyond the confines of her family's home. Uh par- in Paris, California. A city roughly nine seventy nine thousand of seventy nine thousand in Southern California's Island Empire, where Jordan and her 12 siblings were imprisoned, 
by their own parents, some of them chained to beds, you know, uh, physically abused, starved. They were denied age appropriation, appropriate education, which is why when Jordan called for police, she barely, she could barely put out a sentence that actually made sense because she didn't know, you know, I mean, she didn't have a full vocabulary. She literally, yeah, she said she literally never talked to anybody on the phone before. Literally never. And yeah. this is the re- the way I found out about it was on TikTok. And the reason I found it on TikTok is because somebody literally posted the audio clip of her calling the police and it was fucking wild. Because she could barely put two, she could barely put a sentence together. She, was, she wasn't really making any sense. And it's just, it's fucking wild, dude. And, and once again, we give her, we give her all the props in the world. For doing what she did, if she never did it, these uh, sick lunatics will still be doing. Hey, the Tiptons are doing fine over here, y'all. Don't have to worry about coming to our house. Yeah, it's a. Uh... Sorry. Um. Yeah, if Jordan wouldn't have gotten, you know, if Jordan wouldn't have done what she did, like Drew said, they'd probably still be doing it now. I'm sure by now some of the kids probably would have died. I'm sure they would have, or they would have just kept him just enough of alive. But uh, at the house in Paris, California, uh, the discipline that they would get for acting out uh, would could include being locked in a dog kennel or uh, shackled to a bed. Police initially, initially thought a dozen of the victims in the house they encountered on that day in 2018 were minor children. Oh, yeah, I already said this. Sorry. I kind of just going over my notes again to make sure I didn't miss anything yet. Drew, you got anything you want to say? Yeah. Um, are we going to talk about the, uh, the legal procedures yet? Or are we going to wait a little bit for that? Uh, let's just let's just explain. It. Let's just talk a little more about like you know Jordan's escape and shit. Yeah, but um, I was watching um, I was watching this segment. Like the older children, they live in apartments nearby each other every day, like every week they visit each other. Uh, out of the seven, five of them are in college right now. The uh, the one CEO of the hospital thing in California, he showed a picture of a horse to to, to one of his uh, daughters. And by Monday, it was Friday night. Monday, she uh, he uh, she showed him pictures. She uh, painted. Some of them kids had amazing abilities, but because you get because you get ass hats like your parents, like their parents. Yeah. Um. Another thing was that uh. Most of the time, the only fresh air that the kids would ever get is when they would stick their head out of a window when the parents weren't watching. So I mean, that just goes to show you how fucked these parents were. Yeah, I bet I bet there's sometimes I bet um Dave and Louise tell the kids they're doing something to, I bet they go to like a nice restaurant, have a steak dinner. Yeah. Um one of the things that Jordan had said when uh when she did that Diane Sawyer interview asked when they asked her about uh when they asked her about like what it felt like when she was calling the cops, she said that <laughs> she said her whole body was shaking. She couldn't really dial 911. She said, uh, I think it was us coming so close to death so many times. If something happened to me, at least I died trying. 
So, like, this 17-year-old girl was willing to risk her entire life just in the hopes that she'd be able to save her siblings. Like, could you imagine being that selfless at that at that young? Like, that's insane to me. Yeah, that does. Oh, yeah, and when uh, when the deputy, when one of the deputies had shown up to where Jordan was, to her location, when they'd asked her if she was taking any medication, Jordan said she didn't know what that word meant. So she didn't even know what medicine meant. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, when the 13 siblings were rescued, all but two, but the two-year-old were severely underweight and hadn't bathed for months. Uh, invas- investigators concluded the youngest child uh, was the only one who had not been abused by their parents, who have since... Oh, yeah, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh... Oh, uh, when the officer asked where the siblings were chained up, she replied, uh, on the bed now, mother didn't chain them up just to be mean. Okay, they're chained up because they stole mother's food. This is one of the, this is the cop talking to one of the children when asked about their, uh, sibling being locked to the bed. So... So I'm saying, if you're if you ever became a parent, hopefully one day, hopefully soon, not soon. <laughs> oh my God, hopefully one day, will you let your children eat? Will you, will you starve and let your children eat? Oh, one hundred percent, dude, one hundred percent. I already do that now, dude. If I can't afford groceries, but I I have enough money to feed my cat, my cat's getting fed over me, one hundred percent, always. Yo, no lie. And that's not just because she scares me. She probably takes his soul too. But um yeah. Oh shit, I got a marker on my finger. Hold on. <laughs> um yeah, the legal proce- legal procedure, like when they finally got caught. Um because you know how court takes a while. But the uh the Turpins. 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 Jesus. Were charged with twelve counts of torture, twelve counts of false and imp- Imprisonment. Imprisonment, seven counts of abuse of departing adult, six counts. A dependent adult. A dependent adult and six six counts of child abuse. They received additional additional charges of the logging act. The lewd act on child under four. Basically, he sexually assaulted one of them. Uh, What fucking weirdo? Let me see been held Lyle and Bell. They had been held in lieu of bail being posted. For $9 million for Luis. And $12 million for David. Pretty much like $13 million for Bell. Uh, Dave was eventually charged with pre- per- Perjury. Perjury. And effective... In relation to affidavits he filed with the California Department of Education over the years, in which he had asserted that his children were being educated in a private school. On February 22nd, my sister's birthday, my God, 2019, Dave and Louise were each charged, each charged them not guilty. They each changed their not guilty pleas to guilty to one count of torture. Three counts of willful child cruelty, four counts of false 
imprisonment and six counts of cruelty to an adult dependent. Both were sentenced to life imprisonment with the possibility of parole after 25 years. Experts believe they will never receive parole due to the severity of the crime, making it effectively a life sentence. And Dave was originally sent to Mule Creek State Prison before being sent to California State Prison, Cohan. Cochran. Cochran. And Louise is in the Central California Women's Facility. 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 Jesus, man. Yo, that shit was crazy. Now reading it, like, in that way, like, seeing it, now I understand, I think I understand now why the, why the, uh. Charges are 25. Well, yeah, why their, why their sentence was like that and wasn't, that's probably because in that kind of case like that, you know what I mean? Like, well, in any case, if they're pleading guilty and they want to do it like that, then if you refuse to do it. You refuse to charge them for what they want to be charged for. If you say, no, we're going to charge you for everything, then it goes to Supreme Court, and they probably didn't want to put the children through that. Oh, no, that's like another year or so right there. I mean, not only that, but all the children were super young. I'm sure they don't want to be up in front of all these random people. Oh, they could barely talk to the cops, you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm not saying this family is like, it almost reminds me of the Amish. Because you know how the Amish children don't really speak good English? Yeah, but that's because they that's that's their lifestyle. You do got a point there. I mean, that's a whole fucking deeper thing right there. That, there's no. a lot of conspiracy theories about them fuckers too. Man, when I was well, I'm not getting into any of that ever. It's too deep for me. Yo, when I was younger, I'm sticking to lower level conspiracy theories from here on out. Uh, when I was younger, I swear the Amish was always putting a show on for us. You know, I only know is man, them little omelets, man, them little girls. They be flirting me, man. Because cause they want they want an Ameri- they want an American boy. To they want her to come out for Rum Springer, man. Rum Springer, Rum Springer. That's like the coolest thing about being Amish. I feel like the Rum Springer. Yo, uh, br- Rum Springer. Rum Springer uh, is sick, dude. <laughs> Rum Springer. Um, is when um. It's a what? It's. It's like spring, what, that one day out of the year, right? No, like, it's, it's or, spring break. It's, it's like yeah, it's like Amish spring break, but you only get it when you turn a certain age. Certain age, and and they also that also gives you the chance of that's when you can decide whether or not you want to live in the real world or if you want to move back to the Amish world. They made a whole TV show about it. Yeah, that was funny. Breaking but, Amish, and it was weird. It's like the guys like, but as soon as they go on this rum spring situation, like they find discover alcohol, drugs. It's like tell their dad, dad. Daddy, I'm not coming back home. You can show me from the family. They say, hey, sorry, Dad, but last night I snorted coke out of Cinnamon's ass crack. Hey, so I the, can't come home. Who the fuck is Cinnamon? That's well, my new girlfriend. She's a stripper, Dad. Stripper. She got I'm some, moving away, Dad. Moving away. Moving away. Yeah, but uh, getting back to these, these, like some of these crimes. Holy, sorry. holy fuck. 12 counts of torture, 12 counts of false impo- imprisonment. Imprisonment. Uh, seven counts. <laughs> oh my God, seven counts of abuse, dependency, adults. Yeah, that basically means an adult that's over eighteen that becomes like a dependent. So like they 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 treat them so shitty shitty that they couldn't survive on their own. They became a dependent of them. But uh, afterwards, like you know, after the kids being rescued, uh. 
All the children spent several weeks in the hospital, after which the six minors were put into two foster homes. Doctors treated various issues, including heart damage due to lack of nutrients, cognitive impairments, and neuropathy. Uh, five of the younger children were housed in foster care with a family where abuse allegedly took place. Uh, in October 2019, they were adopted by the family while the abuse was occurring. So, I mean, these kids got out of the Turpin house and then went to a new foster home while foster kids there were already being abused. So, I mean, these kids didn't get an easy rap, man, I, after they got I, out. I, I think, but I don't really think, but I think about, because their situation was probably way worse than going to another foster home where the parent, where the foster parents, we don't know what to do behind the closed doors, probably beat them, probably were treated a little bit better because they actually took baths, they could actually eat. Drew, did you just say that it was okay that these kids were being abused because at least they got to take a bath? Is that what you just said? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? You don't say shit like that. How many times I got to tell you this, man? How many times we got to have these meetings? You don't say shit like that on the air. Jesus. Please don't cancel us. Drew's just stupid. Drew don't know. know he about. doesn't know. He doesn't know better. He lacks that part of his brain that tells him not to say it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, do I say it? Do I not? Do I say it? Anyways, in October 2019, they were adopted by the family while the abuse was occurring. Uh, the foster family was arrested and charged with abusing multiple children in their in their care, including at least one Turpin child. <laughs> uh, in early 2020, the Riverside County Deputy District Attorney said that some of the children are living independent, living independently, living in their own apartment, and have jobs and are going to school. Some volunteer in the community. They go to church. One had graduated from co- from college. Uh, then an investigation for the ABC News Magazine 2020, which chronicled the case for the November 2021 escape from House of Horror, which is what they nicknamed the Turpin House after seeing the conditions of it. They named it the House of Horror. Uh, reported some of the Turpin children were now neglected by Riverside County Social Services. Some are homeless. And none may use the hundreds of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars donated to them. So let's talk about that real quick. Uh, you know, once this once this case started gaining, it started gather, gathering, uh, you know, national, uh, international like coverage and shit. A lot of people had started donating to the family, trying to help them get on their feet. And basically, what they're saying now is that, uh. When the uh, district attorney had looked into it, they had found out that the family was not able to access any of that money that people were donating to them. So some were living on the streets. And I mean, which is fucked up because, like, if we're not helping our own people, then who the fuck are we helping? Like, I don't want to get all political and shit, but if we're not helping our own people, who the fuck are we helping? That's fucked up. Like, because these kids went through hell, man. They should They should be... You know what I mean? I know there's a lot of people out there, too, that deserve help. I'm not saying we shouldn't help them, too, but these kids went through fucking hell. Why aren't we helping them? I don't know. It's fucked up, dude. Yeah. Do you think in the next coming years will be a movie? Like, like oh, I'm sure they'll make something out of it. I'm sure they'll do something with it. They're making a fucking movie out of that grandma that accidentally texted the wrong person that one year, and then they start having Thanksgiving dinner together every oh, year. 2016. Yeah, they're making a movie out of that now. 
That kind of shit, real quick, just a little side note. That quick, that shit like that, dude, that shit pisses me off. I hate that kind of shit, dude. The, the kind of publicity? Yeah, it takes away from the whole, it takes away from the greatness of it all. Like, now you're lining your pockets for a story that used to be heartwarming. Now it's just another bullshit story that Hollywood's going to manipulate. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. For funds. It's bullshit. It pisses me off, dude. I hate when... That's the same as, like, people that do those videos where they show you them donating to homeless shelters and shit. Like, leave that shit between you and God, bro. We don't need to see you doing it. Like, are you showing me doing it because you want me to see that you're a good person? Because that just makes me think you're a shitty person. (laughs) If you have to record yourself doing it. You know, I mean, it feels like you're only doing it to get attention, which has always been super shitty to me. But, I mean, that's just my little rant real quick. Man, I was waiting for that rant. It's it, been a while. Been like, what, at least 10 episodes you did a little rant like that? I don't think, I think the last time I did a rant was when Mike was here. 10 episodes. Holy shit, really? Yeah, he been, he been gone that long. Holy hell. But, uh, yeah, um... Like I was saying, the money was placed in a trust controlled uh, by a court-appointed public guardian. Joshua Turpin, one of the children, stated that he could not access the funds and was denied the purchase of a new bicycle. During an interview with Diane Sawyer for the 2020 special, Jordan Turpin stated that she was released without warning from a foster home with no life skills, no plans for housing, or knowledge of how to get food and health care. According to the report, Riverside County was hired to a private law firm, has hired, Riverside County has hired a private law firm to investigate allegations of abuse by social services. So, I mean, yeah, these kids got out and shit didn't get any better. It's like shit hit the fucking fan even harder. Yeah, these kids got screwed. They were getting screwed by the system. Uh, got anything else you want to plug real quick? I was just going to do like a little, you know, rundown of where they are now and present. Well, as of 2021. Um, got anything else you want to plug in real quick? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my comments to myself because... Because they're all shitty? Yeah, they're all shitty. Of course they are. Like, like me hitting the shit fan. Of course they are. But yeah, but how, how fucked up is it? You can't tell like... Like, like these people that donate money, I can get it. But um, earlier, earlier in our uh, in our in in our episodes, uh, I I used to get mad as I used to get mad as hell when Bills fans donated to uh, to a guy that did his job. I'm just gonna keep it. I'm not gonna rant right there. I'm, I'm just gonna keep it. Clear. I'm. Just, you know what I'm talking about. Does this have anything? To, does this pertain at all to what we're talking about right now? Yeah, but like, like how they donate like a hundred thousand dollars to these kids or something. That doesn't. I don't even know what to say. Uh, yeah. So, like we were saying earlier, uh, when the authorities first found the children, they ranged from two to twenty-nine years old. <laughs> However, as of 2021, uh, it remains unclear how old they are now as not much information about the children has been released. Uh, at the time of their rescue, Child Protective Services and Adult Protective Services were called and the siblings were given food and drink after they were emaciated. Mac- what the? Yeah, emaciated, whatever. Who the fuck knows? Words are dumb. Oh, big words are stupid, too. 
Riverside County Deputy District Attorney Kevin Beecham told people in 2021 they're all happy. They are moving on with their lives. Uh, it was later reported by the Desert Sun that the Turpin children were, were able to cope with the coronavirus pandemic as they had been forced to spend most of their lives indoors and avoiding other people. Well, I mean, that's a plus, you know. Uh, Jack Osborne, one of the adult siblings, the are the, the adult siblings' attorney said, "COVID nineteen makes it challenging, but they're in school and they're just living normal lives. Uh, they grew up not going outside. It's weird for them now, but it's something they're doing okay with." Uh, the paper reports that the adult Turpin children siblings still live in areas across Southern California. They were said to still be adjusting to traditional lifestyles after years of abuse and imprisonment at the hands of their parents. Uh, as in February 2019, both parents pled guilty to 14 counts, including, you know, we talked about all that. Uh, David is now 60 years old, while his wife is 53 years old. At their sentencing, David atter- David's attorney read a prepared statement that said, He never intended for any harm to come to my children. I hope the very best for my children in their future. Uh, and Louise had added, I want to say I am sorry for everything I have done. I love my children so much. I pray for my children every day, and I am truly sorry for everything I have done to hurt them. I love them more than they can ever imagine. So, I mean, yeah, there you go. They like in most cases, afterwards the parents tried to pretend like they, they loved them the whole time. And that they, they never meant any harm, even though they're all pieces of shit. Yeah, what if um, Dave and Louise were on drugs? I'm just saying, sometimes you go on the on the path of drugs. Yeah, but you can take drugs every single day of your life. Jim. At some point in between, you take before you take drugs again, you're gonna be sober enough to know what you're doing. They got a point there. Yeah. Well, anyways. Um, I just wanted to give a couple quick little things I found out, too, and a couple tidbits of information that I found out about, too. Like, uh, when all 13 children were taken to the nearby hospitals, uh, staff members were reduced to tears upon seeing them because of how badly, how bad of a condition they were in. So I thought that, so I thought that was pretty crazy because, you know, those people have seen some wild shit for, so for them to only be... You know, I mean, for staff members to be that affected by it, it's pretty. They got to be pretty shitty shape. Uh, law enforcement law enforcement officials told NBC that Turpin children were only allowed one meal per day and two showers per year. So it was two showers per year instead of one shower per year. That's why I got mixed up. Um, what else is there? Uh, the oldest Turpin child. A 29-year-old woman is the most concerned of doctors because of a lack in development. The woman whose name has not been released looked like she was only 13 or 14 years old. This is when Drew was talking about that she was just 82 pounds. Uh, it is hard to think of some of these people as adults as they were malnourished. They are stable and being fed. They are comfortable in a safe and secure environment. They have gone through a very traumatic ordeal. They're very friendly and cooperative and hopeful life will get better for them after this event, Captain Greg Fellows told the media during a press conference. 
Uh, you know, we talked about where they lived before, the conditions of the house. I mean, if you guys look up the pictures of these conditions of this house, man, it was fucked. Man, it looked like a fucking holy shit. Yeah, it was bad. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's most of the information I got. Uh, hold on, sorry, I got cramp in my leg. Oh no, Sean's getting cramps in his legs. Yo, Sean, you want to do time check? Well, yeah, what's the time? One hour, three minutes, 30 seconds. Oh, perfect. Man, that's perfect. Yo, how's your episode? Oh, because I'm a genius. How's your episode? We can stretch for an hour, but my episode only lasted for fucking 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, Jack the Ripper, if you guys didn't, if you didn't notice, that was our last week's episode, Jack the Ripper. Um, it wasn't really much information. There wasn't much information, but... It was like the one time we talked about Killdozer. Eh, Killdozer. My guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also a little tidbit. Jordan Turpin, the oldest girl, the one that escaped. She's now TikTok famous. She became TikTok famous after... Uh, as of... What was this article written? January 14th, 2022. She has more than 475,000 followers on TikTok. God damn. Where this 21-year-old posts typical dance videos in her bio reads, I love helping others, love to dance and write songs. So, I mean, this girl's, put, this girl's probably going to be out here putting out music one day. Like, yo, she's about to be a superstar, dude. Oh, she helps every single one of her family members when she gets big, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a rare, ch- there's like zero chance that anybody in that family will ever hear this podcast. But if you ever do, man. I don't have a hat on, but my fucking hat's off to you, one hundred percent. Well, my hat's off for now. Really what you guys, what you guys went through was insane, man. That's and Jordan, one hundred percent true bravery, man. I I don't think I can think of a braver person. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's if I insane to me. I, if I was in her, I know. Like I would know. Like macho me would want to say that I I could do it, but in, like in all reality, I don't think I could. I think I'd honestly and like. If I was treated as shitty as those kids were, I think I'd be so terrified of my parents that I wouldn't even try to get out. You know what I mean? So, like, I give props to Jordan, man, for having the, you know, having the cojones to get out of the house. The and cojones. Save her children, or save her siblings, man. That's... F- what? Yo, uh, Sean, um, text me that picture. What picture? What are you talking about? <laughs> what? I told you. Oh, okay. All right, sorry. Drew's fucking... He's losing me over here. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, Drew, tell him something. Yeah, um... Yeah, I I give her cordolos. Like, if if I got sense to meet her, I'll, me and Sean would like to do a quick interview, but if, if the subject's too subject... Too, too touchy for her. We're just gonna talk about her four hundred thousand whatever on TikTok uh, video dance. Then we might do a TikTok video uh, dance with her if if it's ever impossible. We always gotta take it to a weird place, man. Anyways, you know that's the Turpin case. Uh, I know it's it's a little messy. It's always a little messy when we do. But I mean, if you've been here now. If you've been in with us 30 episodes, you know by now that our episodes are messy. That's just, that's our thing. It's now just becoming like our signature move that our episodes are going to be a little messy. Yo, yo, be honest, I like a little messy. I don't, I don't like I'd be- like to tell you guys it's going to get better over time, but 
probably not. I mean, let's be honest. It's probably not going to. We're just messy people in general. Like, not like Turpin House messy, just like unorganized people in general. But, you know, that's the Turpin case. Uh, Now that we're off that, just real quick, I wanted to say something because Drew said it right in the middle of the episode when it had nothing to do with it. When you were talking about everybody donating to the Bengals, to Andy Dalton that one time, did you see that Chiefs fans raised like a hundred grand for the Patricia Allen fund for Buffalo? Yeah. That's fucking wild. I used to think Chiefs were scummy. Chief fans. But respect to them for that one hundred for real. That, that that showed a real sign of respect. I appreciate it. That was awesome. But uh yeah, I think we're gonna get on out of here. Uh next week back to Drew again. Uh sorry guys. Uh we do uh we're trying to get a guest in here in the next couple weeks. Either First or. guest of 2022. Uh, we're not sure who it's going to be. It might be my brother. He might come back again. We don't know yet. We're not sure. We'll but, figure it out. When we know, you guys will know. Actually, you won't know. You won't know until the day of the episode yeah. comes out. So we don't, we're not going to tell you anything ahead of time. Yeah. Hey, Sean, can you, can you start like, putting hints, more teasers for, for, the, for our fellow losers? Yeah, man. It's hard, okay? It's hard when you don't when it's sometimes it's hard without giving it away for episodes. Yeah, but that, that's very true. I mean, I guess we could just start telling them what the episode's going to be so they can be prepared. I guess it doesn't really matter if it's a mystery, right? It doesn't really matter. We could just tell them. We could keep it as a mystery. Well, if we want to give them hints. We could just tell them what the episode's going to be. We'll tell. I'll post like the day before. I'll post like every Tuesday what the episode's going to be. Like we'll do episode reveal every Tuesday. It'll be a thing. Snake freak. Yeah, we'll just call it that. Episode reveal every Tuesday. You hear that, you hear that fellow? Tuesday group? episode reveal from here on out. Or sneak preak or something. We, we, we'll come more details for it. Yeah, all right. But all right. we're going to get on out of here. I'm fucking starving. No, me too. You guys have a good night. Thanks for riding along, losers. Boom. <laughs>